Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have amazing guest Karen Reese is here with me over Zoom. Thank you, Karen, for joining. Oh my God! Thank you, and all your deaf people for having me. <laughs> <laughs> they love you too. Can <laughs> you always? Well, let me say this: so you are a medium, a psychic, intuitive. Anything else you would call yourself? A non-cook, non-chef, definitely. <laughs> Or letter dirty work. I'm actually a psychic artist too. I was artistically gifted. I was going to be, I was thought, I thought about being a, a plastic surgeon, cosmetic surgeon back in the day. I was really smart in science and math. I'm a former stockbroker. I did that in college, but um, sort of all over the place, you know, but uh, I've always been a psychic medium. I've seen dead people since I can remember. I've made predictions since I can remember. Runs on my mom's side of the family. Yeah. What was, what was that like growing up? having those abilities, did you feel crazy or no, because your family backed you and how were you with your peers growing up with those gifts? Those are good questions. You know, it didn't help that my mom would walk by and say, oh, you know, I saw Uncle John who was dead, or we would go shopping maybe at three or four of the grocery store. And I would see, you know, maybe a dead husband following, you know, his wife, my brother's this way. So there are a lot of psychics in our family. And all mediums are psychics. Mediums see dead people. Um, not all psychics are mediums. Psychics see past, present, and future. I happen to be both. Um, so growing up, I might get a message about the future from maybe a dead person, or I might see like a TV screen, which would be more of the psychic, which could tell me about somebody's past, present, and future. But I thought it was normal. It wasn't until I was age seven that I predicted my dad's death, and he um, passed away unexpectedly three weeks later. I'd wake up with this vision. I would see him laid out in this, or I'd see a uh, blue casket. And uh, I later learned that my mom had buried him in a blue casket to match his blue eyes. He's a tall Norwegian English, you know, lovely gentleman. Men some members on that side, two different sides of the track, you know. So I get my left brain, my science and math from that side. Brilliant people on my dad's side. And then the crazy, you know, psychic mediums and artists on my mom's side. Wow, that's a great mixture. And I am also an artist slash art teacher. And what I love is that you were able to tune into your gifts, but still keep these other loves and passions open, because that's an interesting mix to also have gone into the financial world, because that's a different side of your brain as the way people talk about it here on Earth. <laughs> Maybe right. other beings right. don't see them as <laughs> so, you know, dual. But I think it's really cool that you have all of those abilities. And are you still able to talk to your father? I do. I talk to quite a few people. I'm very good when, you know, it comes to knowing when people are going to pass timing and dates and times and whatever. I was fortunate. My mom's, uh, I had two grandmothers, both of which were very um, psychic. And thank God my one grand uh, who lived out of state said it was just God's way of preparing you. And then my other grandmother that it was very close to, you know, she would see, you know, dead people too. So, you know, it's all in the genes, just saying, <laughs> you know, so. But I will say awkward teenage moments, I got to tell you, as a teenager, you know, because, you know, you really, I just thought everybody, but I really, you know, it was, it was just sort of like, okay, that it is what it is. And I recall in eighth grade, the heartthrob, of course, it has to be the heartthrob, the most hottest guy in the class. His father had just died. 
And I was sort of like zooming out. He was in class and it was in history. And suddenly the teacher called him and I made a remark, oh, something so-and-so's father had passed because his father was standing there trying to get my attention. Yeah, that's like for a movie in of itself, awkward teenage moments, you know, like those awkward photos that you might see the cards that they have out. So that was a little awkward, but you know, when you learn to really tap it and learn how to manage it, then things get better. I yeah, so. watched one of your videos on discernment Oh, that I really liked. And I think boundaries are so important when you have gifts and when you don't. But I want to know, are you able to have boundaries? Like if you're in a meeting <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden these spirits start kind of tapping on you or just appearing, I don't know how exactly it works for you. Are you able to kind of set your space and say not right now? Or how does that work for you? That's a really good question. Um, actually, it's funny. People are people, whether they're in the body or they're spirit, you know, people. So they can be obnoxious, right? So typically I'll just ignore them and I might telepathically say, you know, do you mind backing off? They don't always listen. Or I can walk by somebody and see something psychic. Say I might see, you know, a TV screen about their life or picture, something that they did or they're about to do. So unless somebody invites that, you know, or they know what I do, I don't just give it out because I don't think that's appropriate. Um, but sometimes people can be really restless. I was in a hotel room in LA recently. I'm on the phone, 10 o'clock at night. I have an ensuite. The ensuite light is off. I'm laying, talking to my friend. 20 minutes in, all of a sudden, the light goes up. And I saw somebody's legs walk by. It was a man's legs. I think, really? So I had to get up, go to the wall in my ensuite, turn it off. I'm like, now I'm aggravated. I get back in bed. Most people would be frightened. I'm talking. Then I'm like, all right, time for bed. So I, I start to get to sleep, whatever. 20 minutes in, thereabouts, all of a sudden the same guy comes and he's trying to pull my legs off the bed, like try to pull me from my ankles. And I'm like, do you mind? Oh, I was pissed. So I'm never- what he was trying to say? Did you yeah, end up just, listening? Yeah, I just said, good way. I was like, really, I'm like, yes. You know, from I'm from New York, actually Buffalo, New York. But yeah, so it was kind of funny. I'm, I never fear people because I have a really big, deep belief in God. So God created everything good and bad because people are like, aren't you afraid? I'm like, no, even, you know, naughty spirits or, you know, very negative energies. I'm like, no, if you really believe in God, it's a whole point of believing in God. You know, um, people, on the other hand, they could be more of a challenge. <laughs> you know, they have that physical dimension to themselves like we do. So that's what I say a lot is when people ask if I'm scared of spirits from the other side. I'm like, have you met most humans walking the earth? <laughs> you know, humans are already scary, you know, and we have the light and the dark within and there's yeah. no one scarier than someone who's not done any shadow work or subconscious work yeah. and, you know, ha hasn't come in touch with their feelings at all. So yeah, I haven't, come in contact with any spirits that feel any scarier than some humans I've met to be honest I've met some monsters unfortunately as humans and I think most spirits that come through as scary they're misunderstood there there's something to their story and their pain that hasn't yet come to light and isn't able to be healed yet that's how I see it and feel it so true. Well, you know, I always tell people, you know, um, treat people the way you want to be treated. Same with animals. Treat animals. I don't care if it's a yes. hamster, you know, treat hamsters, you know, whatever. People and animals the way you want to be treated. If everybody did that, the world would be 98% better. You know, life is too bloody short. Let's just try to be nice as much as possible. You know, manage those emotions, yeah. right? <laughs> you know. It is hard being human, right? When you get triggered 
but I think when you have the spiritual tools and you have been in touch with all this stuff for a long time, so you must really know at this point how to ride those waves when you're angry or jealous or whatever happens, right? It takes a lot, but I do have, you know, like all humans, you know, one thing about our industry, they always try to say, be peaceful, be this, that, that I don't believe. I mean, if you're in that moment, experience it, try to move past it, try to understand it, but you can't just pretend like that doesn't exist. It's just how you're going to manage that emotion so that it doesn't overtake your day. And when you think about it, we come to earth to try to learn to manage our emotions. We're here to learn and experience. And it's like, you know, all different strategies and games. It's kind of like the Hunger Games on earth, right? So, you know, it's like, can we, you know, overcome these obstacles? What is our grade going to be the end of our life? Are we going to get an A or a B or whatever? And we all get our life, uh, you know, you get a chance to see what your life review is when you cross over unless you go somewhere dark, right? As I tell people, different lanes to the same place, different streets, you know, you've got uh, the highway. I personally take the freeway, you know, nothing real, no religious, you know, the freeway works for me, but, you know, we'll all get there. So I want to ask you this since you have cats, because I do love cats. I don't have any right now. My husband is not a cat person at the moment. I'm still hoping that changes. Do you have any relationship with Lyrans? What they say is like the cat alien race. Have you ever worked or have you ever even heard of this alien species that I believe I have contact with? I know some people would think I'm crazy, but I'm curious just because they're a feline alien race and I know you're a cat person. Oh, my God. I think that there's aliens and um, different dimensions of everything that could be very similar to, you know, our species here on Earth. So, you know, it's hard to imagine to say, you know, we've got billions of planets and, you know, so on and so forth, that there isn't any type of other life force and also interdimensional life forces, too. So all of the above to yes to your questions. Um, I worked on a show that actually was shelved. It was going to be for one of the bigger networks um, for obvious reasons, because when I was working on it, I was pulling out very specific information. So, and now it's kind of funny. You're starting to see little trickles of, you know, UFOs are kind of doing tongue in cheek, but the reality is we all know they're trying to set us up that there are other worldly forms. We know that viruses exist on Mars and other planets. So, you know, those might be the beginning life forces, but we know that other life forms do exist. So, yeah, fun, you know. I I love that stuff. I would love to know what interdimensional beings you've ever seen or worked with that you um, gravitate towards the most. I'll tell you ETs, um, the ones I've experienced when I was working down in Roswell, New Mexico with a team of other uh, researchers, that was a show, the one item that was shelved, okay. actually meant for following some of us. It was a weird experience. However, in my room, I had an interdimensional. So you have like the physical realm of ETs or aliens or whatever you want to call them. And then you also have the spirit uh, forms as well. And a lot of times people, when they get abducted, it's they go out of body. Other times it's their whole physical being, depending on whichever type of classification that you're dealing with. So um, I've had only one experience and mine was with a gray when I was in Roswell, New Mexico, in my bedroom at night when we were down there doing research. And there's a whole host of crazy things that came about. I wasn't fearful. Okay. Um, they do exist and they are very tiny um, creatures. Well, maybe like probably four feet, I want to say, four and a half feet, right around. That was my experience. So I was laying in bed and I wear an eye mask and he kept trying to poke. I finally said, you know, you need to get away. 
you know, leave me alone. I was like, I need my sleep, you know? So, I mean, I wasn't fearful, but I'm like, you know, it's my space. I need my sleep, you know? So he left, you know, so, but they do exist. And our government knows about it as do all the governments. I Well, there are lots of clips now of, I watch TikTok, so that's why I say clips. I should be watching the news more on TV. Maybe or maybe not, because I feel like that's right. more controlled. But there are definitely a lot of clips now of different government officials coming out and saying, this is what I experienced. And people are starting to take the information in because it's been available. There yes. have been people speaking out for years, but the collective consciousness wasn't ready for it. We might've been ready. I'm sure we were, but you know, it's starting to spread now. And I would love to know if you have any predictions for what I think is going to be the new earth. I've been praying for it for a while, just because we do need a way of living as a community and just understanding what reality really is as a way mm -hmm. to create more fun and less suffering on this planet. So I would just love to know if you have any predictions or just what you're feeling into for what's to come to create this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny when I go far into the future, um, I do see a lot of buildings made of glass cylinder. Um, this is probably because I see a lot of radiation and, you know, I've seen people going up through that and think of Star Trek in the next like 70 years, give or take, think of Star Trek. We will have that type of environment, but there will be some unfortunate um, destruction. So, but we have time to stop it, but it's almost like a reset. You know, if you look at our cycles, you know, it's like war, war, then reset, war, war, reset. So till we get out of that mindset and realize we don't have to have, it doesn't have to be the either or. And most people I think are, on the same page, you know, the majority of people worldwide, we all want the same thing, you know, but you have those groups of people that do the tug of war. Right. Um, still going to have some bouncing in the next couple of years, you know, something, you know, some things with our economy and, you know, we're not there yet. So, you know, it's kind of going up, then it's, there's going to be cycled down and then back up. Um, so, but into the further future, um, there are some challenges ahead but eventually it will work itself out. It's just going to be way further down the road. I do see flying cars. Okay. I mean, and actually they've made them, but I've always seen that. So in our lifetime, we will experience that. And when you look at how fast technology, you know, continues to grow, like within the last hundred years, you know, and yeah. it's really snowball. Look at AI. I love AI if it's used for the right purposes. Right. All of a sudden there's all these AI, you know, programs that are out there and apps and what have you, like in the last year, it's an explosion where you started hearing trickle, trickle, then an explosion of it. So there's a lot going on, you know, a lot of excitement too, you know, it's, it's just taking, it's all about intention, right? What are you going to do with your intention? Right. Is the glass half full, half empty? Let's make it half full, you know, let's make it a better place. So there will be, you know, some issues with money, um, but, you know, when the market, you know, goes down, we can pick up and make some money. And there's just, there's going to be attempts to try to control us a little bit more, but there will be some backlash because it's just not going to happen long-term. They will try, but they won't succeed long-term. Right, right. And I, I feel into similar things as you're saying. I still don't know if we enter a war or not. I mean, obviously there are wars already going on. Right. I don't know, like you said, can we... Can we enter the new phase with minimal destruction? I feel like that's the sliding scale. How much destruction will it take to get to a new way of being? Um, 
you know, but I, I see some possible destruction just because some things, some systems that are in place fall hard, you know? Yes. So it's like the tower card and yes. in tarot, you know, if something's broken or it has a lot of cracks in it, sometimes the destruction has to happen if it can't be rebuilt in another way, not to justify any crazy wars going on now or anything. It's just sometimes the nature of life, I think. Well, it's a cycle, you know, and in a meditation about two years ago, I saw like some grouping negative energy around the earth. I was meditating. So I'm up there and God says, take a look. So I'm looking at the earth. So I saw some grippy negative energy, but then a few minutes later, I hear swoosh, swoosh, and I saw some angelic wings coming behind. So we have a choice, you know, we all can make a choice. And a lot of it is thoughts are things. So if we start putting right. out positive thoughts at a collective basis, we can shift things. We can navigate, we can change things. Nothing is set in stone. So it's important that, you know, we try to like look for solutions in a positive way yes. and try to put it out there because we can change it. And I think that's what the world really needs. We need more light, you know, more appreciation, be happy for where we're at and let's look for solutions Instead of looking outward, look inward. Look what, if you're feeling depressed, what can you do to make somebody else's day happy? That's a great way of getting over your own, you know, depression. Look out in terms of a positive way of helping others. Yeah, and you avoiding know? extreme thoughts too, as best oh. you can. Because that's what I think is happening with these issues that are, you know, because once again, I, I do go on TikTok a lot. And whether it's the border crisis in Texas or just politics in general, people want to fight and act like, you know, this one side is it, or this one side is it. And the more we can see the grays and the layers to things, not the gray aliens, but <laughs> kind of gray. you know, when you can see those layers and just know that we are trying to find a solution, even if some people are stuck in one way of thinking, we're actually really deep down yearning for a way to feel good and come through this together and with more understanding for our differences. Well, and I think right now it's, it's all about lesson. We're all in lessons. What can we learn? You know, and again, most people are pretty much in agreement. Maybe their ideas are a little bit different, but most people want the same thing. The majority of people. Then you get like the little puppeteers, you know, those are where we're at. So we just collectively need to know we'll all unite at some point and we'll all have like a whole different like group vision. Um, you know, so it's all about intentions. Let's keep our intentions good, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I think intention is so important. And I always try to set it for my own evolution and truth, first and foremost, because oftentimes our ego thinks it knows exactly what it wants. This is what I want. And I'm so grateful that for those times when I thought I knew what was best for me, the universe, God, whatever you want to call that force stepped in. And instead, I was given what I actually needed and was yearning for on a deep level. So True. You know, is that funny um, when you really put your hands, you know, to the powers that be, you know, for the greater good for God or however you want to depict. And when you really just sort of, you know, say, this is what I want, but if you have an alternative path that I should get something else or whatever, you know, you have to put the energy in, you have to put the work, the intention, but if God says, or whoever you want to, you know, that's where you need to go. It's amazing. Sometimes it just works. And, you know, you're in the flow when things are just like synchronistically open. Like this is a good year, 2024. It's an eight year, right? Two plus two plus four, you get eight numerology. So that's your success. This is our success wheelhouse, you know, success and sales and, you know, motivation. So I tell people like, I don't know about you and I'm sure you're the same. As soon as it hit January 1st, the energy shifted. I felt an amazing change. And like all of a sudden, 
what's supposed to be in your world will come and what's you know supposed to leave leaves and i think the more you raise your vibration because that's what we're doing right now which is pretty exciting because right. we have options nothing's ever set in stone so i tell you know everybody get your you know ideas get your goals out you know put your vision board up just to keep you motivated fill your mind with you know more um positive thoughts because thoughts are things right your subconscious doesn't know it is what it is if you say you know it's red it's going to believe it's red even if it's blue you know so let's retrain those neuros and get those uh, neural yeah. connections you know into that direction and i think that's also what's so interesting about predictions is that because nothing is set in stone and it's kind of like this mosaic right yes it, it's more a feeling into wavelengths and possibilities and I do. I give tarot readings and I try to just feel into what their soul is trying to express because we all really want lives that are just in alignment with our truest vibration, you know, because you could have something that looks really successful to everyone else, but if it doesn't feel good, is it really worth anything? So that's how I try to do my healings and readings. And yet I still try to predict certain things, like when I asked you about New Earth, and and just because I can't fully yet know um, the type of destruction that may or may not take place for essentially a New Earth, which people can take different interpretations from what that word even means. But I just feel the cries of Mother Earth a lot. Yeah. And do you feel that too? Well, I always tell people, you know, if you keep doing what you're doing, it's like a, a radio wave, right? This is what you can expect the outcome, but we have the option to affect change. And it's important that we collectively, you know, rise above and say, hey, we don't have to learn a lesson the hard way. You can either have a fender bender or a car crash, right? Let's just stick with a fender bender or maybe no fender bender at all. You know, we always have that ability to shift and change. So there's a lot, I think, there's so many people out there that are very positive. There are a lot of people that want changes. Some people just need direction, you know? So, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, appreciation, going within, appreciating, you know, gratitude, take a look at the great things and then try to bump it up and look at what you really want. And I think if we all collectively get together and say, we want something positive, you know, globally, as well as individually, you know, we can make it happen because thoughts are things. It's true. And I don't know if you ever read the four agreements, but one okay. of them that stuck with me was just that words have power and yeah. they really do. They can manifest a whole reality. So I try to be more careful with my word as a comedian. There were times I really messed <laughs> that one up. We're um, only human. We all make mistakes, you know, and sometimes we have to just be more open and forgiving of others. Right. That's one thing that I think, you know, we sometimes forget, you know, look at the intention. Maybe they said something that, that they really didn't mean and it, you know, whatever. So it's, it's kind of funny. You know, it's a really good book. It's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I suggest everybody read it on Audible. Okay. Everybody that's read it. And it takes about 20 minutes for me to get into it. Like, I love to read. I love to listen. But once you're locked in, you're locked in. And it's all about your consciousness. Mm -hmm. How, you know, what are our thoughts? And, you know, the energy. Uh, the narrator, oh, you just got to listen to him. It's very entertaining, you know? So it's like okay. your own thoughts. Are they good? Are they bad? And it's, it'll make you think great, great, great book, but do it on audible. So you can listen when you're I don't know, polishing your dishes or whatever you're doing. Okay. Yeah. I will check that out. And 
Um, tell me if you don't want to do this. Do you sense any beings around me? Yeah, actually, I was sensing a grandmother around you and your father's side. Yeah, your grandmother the whole time. And what's the MAR connection? Like, I'm as in Mary, I'm as in Marsh. Who's got that connection? You are, I just need to say, you are so phenomenal. Um, it's my Aunt Mary, who I'm close to. That's her daughter. And okay. I would, and it makes sense. She's the one, she's the first spirit that came through for me. I don't see it or hear it like you can, but she is her pictures. I sleep near her. She knocks. I wake up at night right by her picture, hearing things. So I've gotten closer to my grandmother through her afterlife. I was always close to her, but she passed when I was 11 and I couldn't know then her story, her generational trauma. And because it got passed down to a degree, she really helped me with my healing and and sorry but that yes <laughs> well she's standing next to you and she's been laughing you got to call your aunt mary <laughs> you okay know? oh my gosh 25 yeah she goes mayor mayor m-a-r i'm like okay gotcha yeah and she said um you're gonna go on to do great things she's right to your right shoulder were you doing something with jewelry recently or like um yes did you buy some i used to have a jewelry business and i've been making oh. a lot of jewelry for my family it was the gifts I gave for the holidays oh, but I oh, gave really special crystals with you know I blessed them and yeah yeah you got to get back in your jewelry business okay doesn't like jewelry trust me you feel sad you go buy a pair of earrings get a few piercings life is good <laughs> you know your grandma laughed at that one <laughs> and she said make sure you give your aunt a call today something about your aunt's feet might be bothering her so okay. ask her if her like feet are bothering her or legs or something might be muscle spasms or just, you know, one of those things, but she never sits still. Tell her to calm it down too. Grandma says she's always in go-go mode. She needs to relax a little bit more. So tell Aunt Mary that. So she's with Mary a lot. My, my Aunt Mary is a very spiritual person. She's Christian. So it's different from how I enter it. Although I do honor and respect <laughs> Jesus, the ascended master, you know, but my aunt approaches it differently than I do, but she's always been so in tune and trying to live a life in touch with God. And she's been there for me a lot when I was struggling. So, and I haven't reached out to her as much as I should be. So thank you, Grammy. <laughs> Give your, well, she was your mother in a past life. That's why you're close. And you know, it's funny to touch on religion too. I always tell people when you hear, behold, John saw a vision, right? In the Bible, he's getting things psychically. It's all about intention because, you know, you get people that say, look, the Bible's too narrowly defining of God, right? But, you know, there's some truths to it. I mean, some of the books are like the book of Enoch isn't in there, but it's all about intention. So I tell people, what is your intention? Because, you know, sometimes say, oh, you're a psychic medium. I'm like, well, this chooses you. It's not something I chose and I've been this way all my lifetimes, right? You know, so and reincarnation used to be in the Bible. I had a Jesuit um, priest professor. Well, he studied then he I don't left the priesthood or whatever. But anyways, through SUNY State University, New York, in my college days. And he said, in, um, I think it was the 12th century. That's when the church decided the Catholic Church not to um, allow people to get married and and kept certain books out of, the, you know, whatever, you know, uh, limited certain books, uh, whatever. I you mean, know, what so you're saying is true. You know, it's hard to talk about because you want to be sensitive because people get very attached to books and, and, and what's I, in there. And yet I think some of it, some of the information has been blocked. 
Um, yeah. That's all I'll say. I, you know, I, we talked before how I'm very careful, a lot more yeah. careful now about what I say than I used to be. But um, I just think it's beautiful when someone has a true intention and a connection to God, universe, whatever, because I know people call it different things, but, and I'm blown away by you. I mean, you can keep going if you see any <laughs> other things. I'm wondering, do you ever have any contact with the mermaid realm? <laughs> that is one thing I haven't. Okay. You know, the only thing close to fish is if I go to the fish market. <laughs> That's about it, you know, so, um, but that I haven't, but it's interesting because I was watching a show and I've seen it repeatedly. Um, where they found uh, some sort of fossil of what appears to be like a mermaid woman. So theoretically, you know, I mean, I suppose maybe through some sort of DNA changes or something, maybe somebody did have, you know, like a lower body that, you know, would fit within that scope. You know, I mean, I, you know, anything's really possible in nature, you know. So one thing that's really good is Paranormal Caught on Camera Travel Channel. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a good show because it shows a lot of like technical evidence of outer worldly things. So you might see like uh, somebody walk and that's a, a spirit ghost. It's a great show. And I think the more as our technologies evolve, we'll start to really hone in on seeing, you know, um, you know, more spirit people or, you know, things that are beyond the typical realm of what our world is the way we see it now. You know, aren't so you so excited for that? Because you've been in tune yeah. with these beings that now it's going to be coming more to light. And I'm sure you've already pushed away any of the thoughts. Oh, that person thinks I'm crazy because you're so, you know, stable and secure in your gifts. But isn't it a little cool that you can kind of be like, I told you these things <laughs> are is. here. Well, I think it's just being open-minded and saying, you know, like, think about it a hundred years ago, because when people say, I don't believe in, you know, psychic mediums or any of this, I'm like, yeah, a hundred years ago, or maybe 200 years ago, nobody thought you could actually, you know, communicate with somebody from one side of, you know, the United States to the other. And then Ma Bell came along and then you have now cell phones that you don't even need landlines. You know, you have microwaves, you can't see a microwave, but you know, it exists. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's all of the above, you know? So, I mean, I just say, be open-minded, see what comes in. You know, it's all about the intention. You know, it could be a lot of fun, you know, yeah. so take on thing, you know, just, it's, it's all, life is too bloody short. Gotta have fun. Yeah. And I know when I had my sudden awakening after a near-death car crash thing, I yeah. was so happy to know that the world was more magical than I had thought. Isn't it? It's exciting. <laughs> And after your near-death experience, a lot of times people, and a little bit of skepticism is always good. You know, look, I have a left sure. brain too. You know, now they're saying left-right brains really don't exist. They're all one big happy brain. I don't know, whatever floats your boat, right? Just make sure the circuits are working, eat healthy, right? Yes. So anyways, but typically speaking, people that have had a near-death, and I actually had one too about 15 years ago, but I've always gone out of body. You typically will find you're more psychic. That's a very common experience. It just opens up that network. And when you have a glimpse to the other side, you realize that life continues. You know, it's kind of cool. Like I go out of body a lot. You can train yourself to go out of body where you're more like directive of it. We all, you know, all go out of body at some point in our sleep state, you know, when you feel you're falling off the bed, but I'll literally sit up out of my body or stand next to my body. And I know from you having a near death, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty cool. Yeah. After, after my accident, I just started seeing this crazy purplish blue energy and it oh, ended wow. up being connected to a certain alien race, Arcturian that I, that I oh, connect cool. to. 
So, but I felt totally crazy. I was already in comedy. I wasn't looking for a spiritual awakening at the time. It just kind of happened. And now I'm so thankful for it. But that was one of the weirder things to be coming in first. Um, Like what is happening? But it led me to, you know, believing in angels and the other side and all sorts of things. And I want to ask you about the astral realm. I feel like you were kind of going a bit with the out of body stuff. How do you feel about the astral realm? I think it's a very potent place. And a lot of people say, oh, that dream felt real. And I think some dreams really do have a quality to them where you're there. Maybe even, maybe just in consciousness, but I would love your thoughts on that. Without a doubt. We do leave our bodies. There's different realms. And when you experience that, where you just feel that you're in a whatever place that you're at, you really are there. Believe it. You know, it's not your imagination. There are times that maybe, you know, your mind's trying to, you know, clean out all the trash, so to speak. But when you really feel you're out of body and you really are with somebody or you're really experiencing whatever heaven, you know, you're really there, you know? So, I mean, I've had numerous experiences, um, you know, very like faith believing. I'm not a, of a religious sect, but um, I believe in God. I've seen Jesus a few times in my life. You know, I have a one-on-one. He's probably like, oh, here she goes again, Reese. And I keep it real. <laughs> You know, there she goes again. And I'm like, keeping it real, you know, and everything's interconnected. You know, Um, you can look at, you know, spiritual beliefs and religion. Everything's connected, you know. So, I mean, we can go on a deeper level on that. But, you know, the ethereal realm exists. And when we leave our physical, you know, when our lifeline ends, it's where we go. And there's different dimensions above and below. It's like real estate, though. You know, higher you go, location, location, you know, the better off you are, you know. And on the other side, people don't realize this, but you have houses, restaurants, shopping centers. The stuff we have here originates on the other side. You know, it's just in a much better frame. Um, You may find, too, when you have an out-of-body experience that, you know, you're in this realm, you're like, you know, it looks like my living room, but my couch is pink, but at home it's really black, you know, so you might be in like a, a level just a little bit above, you know, just kind of giving you that energy. And there's all different reasons why you travel to see loved ones, maybe to look in the future, maybe to be given some guidance, maybe just to have some fun, maybe to get rid of whatever, you know, you might need to overcome if you can't work it on this level. Maybe you might see a monster and say, why am I seeing this monster? Then when you tell this monster, you know, to back down, it turns into a cute little puppy dog. Mm. So you're you know, using that as a window to sort of harness your own subconscious, whatever. So, you know, but Back to your story, yeah, there's a total ethereal realm and angels do exist. Yes, and my husband found something called blue lotus tea, which really does help with astral travel and lucid dreaming. And it opened up for me, I guess I've been visiting this location a lot in the astral realm, but what the tea, I think allowed me to remember it more when I woke up, I was able to say, wait, I can describe this building that I've actually been to so many times in that realm. And I don't know what it exactly represents yet, or if it is a real place somewhere else that I live or however it works. But I do think it's interesting that you can carry that information over. And I think it's very potent. Well, I think sometimes too, Kate, when you go out of body, you're just going out to have fun for an experience. Doesn't even mean like you need to have any like real meaning behind it other than woohoo, I'm out having a good time, <laughs> you know? So, you know, because on the other side, the laws uh, of the universe are totally different. You oh, know, I you know. jump off a building and fly. Like it sounds obscene, but 
I've been a troublemaker in the astral realm and I've had to calm it down. (laughs) I've been an astral realm. (laughs) You're party goer. (laughs) I, and I've talked about it. I'm going to talk about it on stage again more, but I was really slutty in the astral realm, but with mostly (laughs) and it didn't mirror you know, maybe it was mirroring inappropriate boundaries just on a personal level, but it was, I, I've done work to not be. That's how funny that is. Like I was in that other realm, letting my wild side or suppress, I don't know what exactly was going on, but I have done work and I can say that doesn't happen anymore, <laughs> but definitely different rules. And I had to kind of bring my rules here that I like <laughs> And that it makes sense for me to thrive over there, you know, like, okay, I know this is more of an unhinged realm, but let's not be, you know, I've had to have a lot of talks with myself. Well, it gives you a chance to test yourself too, right? Because we're always trying to learn. So, you know, if somebody gives you a cookie and you're, you know, not supposed to eat it because you're diabetic, are you going to like be able to say no, or are you going to take the bait, Right. I mean, it is what it is. I'll tell you a funny story. You know how I learned about reincarnation? I was 12. I was laying in my bed in my bedroom. I used to like look up in the corner and I would project my consciousness. So I remember blacking out and I'm out of my body and I saw my father. Now he had died when I was seven, as I mentioned earlier. And I, off in the distance, I could see some other family members, his mom and dad or whatever. I never met my grandparents, lovely people though, from what I understand. I'm in this park. And my father says, come here, I want to show you something. I said, sure, why not? So he takes me to this graveyard. He goes, that's you buried there. So I see this headstone. And I think my, what's my name? Sarah or Anne, I don't even remember the name. I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. And I'm like, I'm here. You're out of the physical. You passed away when I was seven. I'm still alive. Oh, you're telling me I lived before. It was the weirdest like way of telling me that, but at the same time, kind of cool. Because I'm like, okay, I know I'm in this space. I know I get to see you again. And it was just so weird. But I'm like, really, a 12-year-old kid? Of course, I was very mature for my age. I mean, I was always, when I was four going on like 12, that's just where I was. But it was the weirdest experience, but yet it was a learning experience. And I didn't feel like any like weirdness. I wasn't frightened. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. So that's awesome that at 12 you already yeah. had like a past life regression by from yourself <laughs> yeah, by myself <laughs> with your yeah. dad helping but that's yeah that's pretty unreal I went to a past life regressionist you know I had to go and do the whole thing and it was a cool experience but I can't imagine at 12 having that yeah you've <laughs> you've had to be really mature for a, for a while yeah, I grew up very, yeah, in a young age, but I always had, you know, cousins that are about eight or 10 years older and, you know, just it circumstance. I think, you know, given what, when you have sensitivities more than the average person, you feel like you're a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Everybody has intuition. We all get the pit in our stomach. That's like psychic 101. Some have it more than others. You know, you're an artist. So, you know, some people can draw, everybody can draw a stick figure. Not everybody's going to be a Da Vinci. Right. Um, so, you know, you know how that is. Now you could just like cheat and just laser things. I used to draw portraits, so I totally get it, you know. So um, but, you know, I think when you're more heightened, you just don't feel you, you feel like a fish out of water, especially when you're younger, because, you know, you connect in a different way. You know, but I'll tell you, it's great when you're dating men or women, whatever your deal is, because uh, you can know ahead of time when you're negotiating your business deals. You know, you could always know ahead of time what you can work with. 
So there are great tools to be said and to be had by, you know, enhancing our intuition or psychic abilities, which is all the same in my frame of reference. Yeah, that's such a good point. The way you've been navigating life must be a bit different for most people because you're getting clear messages from the other side, probably assisting you, right? Because you have guardian angels, I'm sure. You probably have multiple, many. <laughs> I'm going to feel into it a bit. I'm like, you got a whole team. You got an <laughs> army. Well, you know, it's funny. I was never big into angels. I believed in them. I'm like, yeah, they're great. They're pretty as a kid. And maybe about 10, no, maybe 15 years ago, I heard the archangel Gabriel's going to work with you. I'm like, oh, great. Go for it, Gab. We'll have a nice chat, you know? And and when you think about it, Gabriel's like the angel of communication from this realm to that realm. I'm like, of course, you're going to be, you know, um, around me. And I'm not one of these like really crazy, you know, the angels are talking. When I read, I just like say, you know, I'm dealing more with people's, you know, loved ones on the other side, or I'm like seeing like little, you know, films about your future, your past or what have you, um, you know, so it's, it's interesting. But one thing I will say, I always tell people live your truth, try mm -hmm. to be as good as you can be. Not everybody's going to like you for those that love you, love you for those that don't, don't just hope that they do well, you know, bless them and move on, you know, and when you're doing what we do, you know, people think you're nuts. And I'm like, okay, mainstream, I guess so. But, you know, live within it, work within it, you know, and it, whatever type of work you do, enjoy what you're doing. And don't worry what other people think about you. You know, as long as you're trying to do good work, and your intention is well mean, that's what's really important. You know, not everybody's gonna, you know, like you, that's kind of sad, but you know, it is what it is, right? You know, and you're so, so right, because we are all these unique beings. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of the reason why I am enthralled by the paranormal is I feel paranormal I mean I think we all do we're we're beautifully weird unique beings and just because we're human doesn't mean we're all the same kind of human either especially if you want to get really weird about it you know who knows what's in your DNA or your past lives so I oh, think yeah. Yeah, it's about feeling like you can be who you are too in this world well we're all spirits having a human experience so you never know what you're going to be in the next life right so you know, if you're being naughty to somebody or whatever, mean or whatever, you know, you might end up in that place in your next life, you know? So it's always good to try to take the high road, you know, and extend the olive branch. That doesn't always happen, but at least try. Some people, you know, you just have to walk away from, but at least walk away, you know, uh, blessing them with love, I guess, you know, with God's yeah. energy or, you know, whatever, you know, frame of thought you want to take. To, you know, when you I know. bless people with evolution, I'm very aware that I don't know what their evolution could look like, you know, like, just, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what their evolution's like. And that's not on me. That's on God. Exactly. Um, I love what you were saying, though, about like, you better, <laughs> you better try to live a nice, peaceful, well-intentioned life, because you could come back as like, a hermit crab or whatever you would this slug because honestly though when I thought of a hermit crab I said that hermit crab could be living a more free life than me if it's like at the shore if it's in what like a little kid's house then that's not a good hermit crab life I wouldn't think but who knows who knows sure. what it's like and what you don't finish here on the other realms too when you pass out you might have a disagreement with say somebody close to you if you don't work it out here when you're in the other world you may be forced to sort of have a house living next door to them, and then you're forced to work it out, you know, or you might go to school on the other side. People think that, you know, the other side is like stupid Cupid on like this, you know, cloud. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, again, depending where you go, location, location, like real estate, but typically speaking, you know, you have a house, you'll see your pets. Yes, people ask about that. Sometimes, you know, people wonder. 
So you'll see all your pets, your family, friends, you know, family, they put the fun and dysfunctional. So you'll, you'll see those family members too, but yeah, it's all about, you know, having fun and lightening up, right? Having some, you know, try to have a good heart. And I think the more we put positive energy out, like on a global consciousness, the more we can kind of like lift it up so we can see really good things ahead. We don't have to have, you know, you know, we can change our future. We have that power to make it better. We always have that. God gives us free will. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because a lot of people, I think, think it's too late for the collective or earth and we're all doomed. And I don't feel that. Like I said, I don't know yet the type of destructions that may need to happen to get us there. It's kind of like when you were saying a car crash, a fender bender or nothing, you know, it's and because I see with my own life, I'm like, please don't make me have a big event in order for me to wake up to something I need to see. Like, let me see it without it having to feel so rough. Yeah, because, you know, God can deliver some blows if you need them, you know, and I just feel like when you talk about these vibrations and these levels, I just feel like you've got a whole penthouse mansion, whatever in heaven. I just feel like you have, (laughs) or not even to call it heaven, but just on a high vibration level, I feel like, yeah, you're definitely there. Your mother keeps laughing, by the way. Well, you know, I always tell people (laughs) she is, she's quite cute. She's talking about a Frank too. I think you have a great uncle Frank or somebody trying to come in. So there's a whole bunch of people starting to come in. Oh, really? Yeah, so you might have like a lot of activity, like doors opening, I get that. You know, you hear footsteps, you know, nothing ever to be fearful. I always tell people, if you're ever fearful, you could say, do you come in the name of God, right? Um, That type of thing, you know, so we always have abilities to change. I keep looking at her. She's quite lovely. So she's an amazing woman who didn't know how to set proper boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. back then you know, you, being a, a martyr was the way almost give, yeah. give, give until you die kind of. And they didn't, you know, I don't feel like at that time people really knew. I mean, people are still learning today how to say no to things and take care of themselves. And she's also, she just, I, I kind of popped out of the womb feisty and <laughs> silly. Yeah, <laughs> and she, her and my aunt Mary um, and my mom, you know, but, but they really loved the fire within because I, I have a lot of dragon energy going on. When you went like this, your hands like sparked out all this like gold star. Every time you do that, I see purple, <laughs> blue, and I'm seeing like these sparkly like little stars, like golden white stars. Oh, well, yay. That makes me yeah, happy. Yeah, that's like super cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's so I'm glad she's here because I feel her all the time. I wonder, do you feel a presence of, um, I'll just give you the name. I already know you're, obviously, um, my, my husband's best friend from growing up, Joey, he visits me a lot. He's one of the spirits that, that talks to me the most often. Obviously some people think I'm crazy for saying that, but he does. And I'm wondering if he's around. Yes. And before you said, I was just about to say he sh- he's writing J. I was about to say J. Yep. And, J- and then you, I would say it's either a Joe. I swear to God. Yes. I believe you. I believe you. What's the, um, did you get something in the mail recently? Something in the mail? I mean, my W2, but I'm excited about it. Let me see what he's talking about. Something in the, you're, I say what you're excited about your W2. We have a really good task. <laughs> oh, that's why, because he said dollar signs, but I'm like, wait a minute, is that what he, he goes in the mail and something dollar signs and he was, and he goes, yeah, I saw that. He's laughing about that. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's silly, but like we found just a really, like I've dreaded taxes because you know, when you're just a, a very creative out there person, there's nothing more like prison feeling than tax, tax time for me. And I finally, and my husband, we found someone who's so good. That's something I used to fear as it would come up. It becomes exciting. (laughs) that's what because he, he said money and then he, he that's so funny he goes in the mail and she's happy about it she just got it in the mail and he drew a dollar sign and like small really? things in life excite me at this point truly like he's I, I've been teaching some art again recently and Beautiful. the lesson I love doing is your favorite foods you know it's just like <laughs> cool <laughs> so cool that's hilarious yeah he does walk around but you have a lot of activity but your hands are amazing you have Thank healing you too like every time I could literally see it's like they like little sparks jump out of the middle of your hand oh that's awesome you probably like to like put your energy like your hands around people or you probably like palmistry you know all of the above it's like your hands like a lot of your psychic energy comes through your hands I I give healings a lot of times remotely but when they're in person I place my hands on them I use the Kabbalistic tree of life oh there you go okay yeah that's why yeah so yeah and the I don't know if you know much about the Kabbalistic tree of life because there are yep. so many different sacred geometry symbols that yeah. bring in different types of energy and that I have it on my finger it's just one one type oh, that's cool oh that's really cool yeah I, well because well, obviously we're gonna stay connected <laughs> so we can talk about you know all the different qualities because I would love to hear your interpretation because the it's it's 10 sephiro it's qualities of consciousness that they say makes up the flow of energy it's linked to the flower of life it's just you know tapping in to the symbols that have been around for eons you know but i love working with with those energies and i have found that when i connect to them it used to be more linear like i would say the words that went with and now i automatically feel the qualities of those things because sometimes our language can't always describe what we're experiencing in our third eye the other side and sometimes it's just symbols I wish I could sometimes just connect you know totally communicate through our third eye and symbols I think it would be almost easier (laughs) but well you have amazing hands and your energy and your psychic just shows right through it which I think is well, yeah, that explains Thank why. Every, like it just, they're coming out of the center of your hand. I'm like, every time it's crazy. You should do like a picture or something or try to catch it when you do your like healing. See, like, cause you'll probably get some, depending on what camera you use, you could sometimes see, you okay. know, you know, so yeah, technology is getting better. So yeah, I get it one of my healing clients, she went and got one of those aura pictures. Oh, I've done those. The curling photography. I've never done one. So I need to do it. It's cool. It's amazing. And you know, your aura will change, but you'll have consistent, like every single time I do it, I have a lot of purple and white, you know, your third crown in the chakra. And then you might have little dribbles, you know, whatever's going on, maybe a little, you know, yellow because you're overthinking things or whatever's going on. So yeah, like with your aura, you have a ton of blue, a ton of green. You've got a lot of purple, obviously, a lot of white, but your hands have these like sparkly little, they're, they're like little stars, stardust. You know, oh, that makes little... me happy. You know, what's crazy. Yeah. When I did the past life regression, she saw or through, 
it's an interesting process how she does it. So she took, it was almost like, wait, it wasn't her. It was me saying it, but it was also her. But yes, energy was coming out of my hands in the way you're describing. So it makes sense too, because you go back like hundreds of thousands of years ago in Great Britain. So you actually worked with this energy. You were a pagan. So you had a lot of that and you did tea leaf readings. I mean, you know, this is what you've always done. So welcome to the clubhouse. Just don't tell your doctor your voices in your head and you see dead people. I could tell I you have which- a whole joke about that. And that's the beautiful thing about comedy is you can say those things and then be like, ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> people don't know. Really, they only do. Serious? Was she not serious? <laughs> but um, I have, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you more about that when, when we, when we go, when, yeah, I think it's interesting that to be a medium or a psychic, you listen to the voices, but then you could also get locked away for that. It just shows you the dysfunction of our society for that to still be a thing. But I, it's one of the things I don't talk about too much, even though I say it on stage, just because it hasn't yet been healed in our society, those belief systems. I laugh when people say, I don't believe in psychics. Fine. There's a lot of crazy, like idiots out there that really aren't psychics. I don't know what they are. But on the other hand, we all have intuition. So people I think are more comfortable. Well, you know, more comfortable, like if it pit my stomach and some people define intuition, which to me is psychic 101, by the way, as though you're using a frame of reference from a prior experience. But what about those times where you get that intuition and you're like, there's no explanation. You know, I'm expecting, you know, I'm thinking of my friend Jennifer from 20 years ago, haven't heard. And all of a sudden you run into her or you get a call you know, or like, that's not a frame of reference of experience, or you feel like I normally take North Avenue home, but today I feel I should take South Avenue home. It's going to take me an hour more. I don't know why. And then you later learn that there was some sort of traffic blockage, you know? So I always tell people, listen to your intuition, but it's funny. People will say I'm comfortable with my intuition, but sometimes they're not comfortable to really look at it as psychic 101. I mean, we all have it, you know, so, but it's funny, but my doctors always ask about it. I think it's hilarious because they're all men. (laughs) It's like, I know what you're thinking. No. Yeah, I had to make some jokes about the medical field. They kind of pushed me in. Oh, did they? <laughs> you know, I think doctors are pedestaled in our society for a good reason, mm-hmm. for the most yeah. part. Yes, for, I got you know, it. some deserve to be pedestaled. I'll say that. But there are some really old school belief systems that can be very detrimental yeah. to someone's emotional and physical health. And I don't, I think doctors need to understand that the spiritual and emotional realms are connected directly to the physical realm. And it's harder for me. My doctor currently, thankfully, is a bit more into holistic stuff than most. But yeah, I've, I've unfortunately encountered some, some hard headed doctors that I feel like we're not just wrong, but harmfully wrong. And you know, my dragon energy likes to go and turn them into jokes. You know, when I feel powerless and annoyed, I'm like, I gotta find the funny in this and some good punchlines because I have some points that need to I need to make. You know, some I regret making. I went, I had a whole, I don't regret my rap phase. Okay, I had a whole rap phase because I still love musical stuff, but I do regret how blunt some of it was but at the same time I think (laughs) there are certain things that are just yearning to come out and you got to find a positive outlet so it doesn't become inner or outer violence you know 
Well, I think it's all growth too and managing our emotions and trying to help people, whether it's through, you know, comedy as a medium or watching TV, you know, I mean, it would be nice if we'd have more happier things on TV nowadays instead of a lot of this constant, you know, like bickering and what have you. And, you know, and then people all get jacked up. So, you know, try to, you know, fill your world with more, you know, but it's all learning though, right? We're all like trying to grow. It's all about managing. It's the game of life, right? We're all trying to be there. We don't want to be airy fairies in our industry because there's plenty of those people out there. That's what makes it hard for people like you and me that are legit. This is just a tool. This is what we use. You know, I'm not caring the psychic. It's just, these are the tools I have. That's what I try to tell people, right? So that we can, you know, use them in, a positive way. Actually, I will tell you something really weird though. I get a lot of people in my dreams the night before. So if I get a client, I might have their son in my dreams, people that I haven't even read. I'm kind of the weird psychic. I'm like, oh yeah, your father was in my dream last night or your son. And it's the weirdest thing. Like I just have an ongoing party. It doesn't cost me anything on that side. This world will cost me a lot. <laughs> I think yeah. that's incredible. I want to ask this question. Would you ever hang out in a graveyard after the sun sets? Oh, I used to do that as a kid. That's really Get out. Yeah. So, you know, my cousins and they were, one was a psychic. Well, two were technically psychics. Um, well, there's like four of us. We're all girls. And two of them would always bicker back and forth. I was always in the middle. I was like, oh, come on. We stop that. Meanwhile, when we would be in there, I would see like little spirit people waving, you know, and, you know, whatever. We probably shouldn't have been in there, you know, but when you're a kid, you do foolish things. So, um, you know, so yeah. And, but here's another point to your point, which I think is a great point you uh, bring up. You don't have to have an old house to have it haunted. You don't have to have anything, you know, um, like that. You don't have to, I mean, you can just, I've gone to the mall and I've brought people home with me. I've, uh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's a great way to have a date, right? One time I pulled over for years ago, I was going to some house party. I mean, years ago, I pull over to get gas. Next thing I know, there's this guy sitting in my car and I was like way out in God's country. And I'm like, oh, he goes, oh, we're, you're going to connect with my brother. I go, what do you mean? Yeah, you'll meet my brother. I go, no, it's all women. I'm supposed to have like five women. What are you nuts? I get there. I walk in. I didn't know anything of this person. Anyways, her husband was running late, but he was still there. Like he was running late for his out you know, of engagement. I looked at him, I go, you have a, um, a brother that passed over that we need to speak to. And actually it was his brother-in-law. That's, and I said, he wants to talk to you. And he looked at me. Well, you know, I ended up doing a reading and I said, your sister's here, his wife, your sister, his wife. Oh, now I get it. And it was a really tragic ending to how they had passed. And for 13 years, you know, he said, I've been seeing a psychologist and, you know, whatever, um, you know, now I feel really good because he connected, you know, with his sister and his brother. So it was really funny. I'm like, I wasn't planning on seeing you or him, but hey, you know, he could at least pump the gas instead of me do it, you know. So. When they speak to you, is it like you're hearing them like you hear me or is it through your inside, if that makes sense? Sure. So it's both. Sometimes it's telepathic. Okay. Um, it takes a lot of energy. Like your gram, she says, Marriage. She was like writing on a thing, M-A-R. I'm like, oh, it's Mary. It's got to be Mary or March marriage. She kept saying Mary. Tell her to call Mary. And you can't hear it clearly. Other times it's telepathic, but they do try to speak. You know, sometimes, you know, I might say, are you saying Karen or Aaron? You know, okay. of thing. So it really depends because people don't realize people on the other side, it takes a lot of energy. I might have 10 people who's ever got the loudest mouth is who I'm going to talk to. Yeah, but you really got to call your Aunt Mary though. I'm going to call her after this and Whatever. she will be, yeah, she's an amazing spirit and 
Yeah, shout out to you. She's probably going to listen to this now. I'm sure she doesn't listen to most of my podcasts <laughs> just because, you know, when I was doing more comedy, edgy, that stuff, it might have been a bit too much. But yeah, she's she's an awesome spirit. And yeah, is my Grammy still here with me too? Oh, yeah. yeah. She wants you to do more with your jewelry too, buying okay. and selling, you know, whatever, okay. doing the business is what she was saying. So beautiful jewelry, vibrational energy is something that you work with and you'll do a lot of geometric um, jewelry coming up. It may be stones or something. So you have a lot coming up because I'm seeing that all around you. Yeah. It's funny because you can resonate. I mean, I feel the energy of stones. It's amazing. Or gemstones, you know, like I love. I love crystals. I do if too. If you put me at a site where they're under, I become, I mean, my last name's Wolf. So I become a dog, a wolf. <laughs> a wolf. And I dig, like, it's just, I, something comes over me. I, I love them. I, I resonate with a lot of different types of crystals. I, I believe in their energy. I can feel their energy. And then one of my friends I reconnected with from high school, she was like, oh, by the way, I have, I have crystals in my house. I'll show you when you come by. I had no idea what she meant. She had like years ago bought a ton of wholesale, beautiful crystals. And like, wow. they were just vibrating for me to come enjoy and, and honor them. I took some to make jewelry with for her and I took some home for me. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I love crystals. You should wear some when you do curling photography. I'll remember once, or I remember one time I was at some fair years ago and I happened to walk by and I saw this uh, clear uh, crystal quartz and it was shaped in the star of David, which I really love the star of David. That's powerful. You know, the prayer up, you know, the prayer down, you know, the point listening to God, prayer speaking to God, right? And the power behind it. And um, I'm like, I have to take it. So I brought it. It was a necklace I heard laid in front of you. So I laid it in front of me for like a half hour. My heart was beating so fast and I could see like the rays of the energy because it's such a high God, you know, symbol. And then you have it magnified with a clear quartz. Then I put it on and my heart was going boom, 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 boom. My blood pressure, I was getting, you know, very hot, which normally I'm chilly. And then it finally like zen. All of a sudden I felt this incredible zen. So it melded with my energy, my magnetic force. So they're powerful. That's incredible. And what's interesting was when I went to my friend's house, I found a smoky quartz that was in the natural shape of a cross. A wild. And I'd never seen something like that. And I knew I love Christ consciousness, but because yeah. I was raised Jewish, I didn't feel like it was for me. So I made it for my friend. <laughs> but it's just interesting because I literally, I was like, I, I bet you that I was thinking of there could never be a crystal the shape of the star of David. I thought that one, and then you just said that. So I had to share because I did put it on me after I made it and it felt so powerful, but not for me in a sense. Um, but also the Hebrew language, which I'm sure, you know, yeah, is so ancient and powerful. And they've yeah. had different TV shows where they bring on a rabbi and have him do prayers to bring out spiritual activity and entities. Well, and I look at the whole, you know, um, I look at a lot of, you know, our people in the Bible, they're very spiritually evolved, whether it's Moses or whatever, the, right. the consciousness, the Christ consciousness, you know, the, the higher realms of listening to God, you know, we look at it as psychic medium, they say prophecy, and I'm like, people don't understand truly what prophecy means. They say, you know, they'll, they'll talk about the future, but it's only certain people, we all have that energy in us. Again, it's all about the intention. 
you know, um, from that end. And it's funny you should say that you were raised Jewish because I had a great grandmother. My grandmother was a hymen and her side, they were German Jews. Yeah, I'm like a mutt, Norwegian, English, you name it. I'm a mutt, Irish, you know. Yeah, Aji, Kanaji, whatever. So people look at me, I'm like, you can't judge a book by its cover. When I did my DNA Italian, I actually have some Chinese in my DNA, which is funny. A lot of Scandinavian, obviously, but, you know, and you're Irish, Scotch, Welsh, English, and French, Spanish, you know. So I laugh at people, I'm like, you might think you're this, but you're really that. We're all interconnected, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally resonate with all the, you know, energies. And then you think, what does God really want from us? You know, again, it goes back to the Ten Commandments. Treat people and animals the way you want to be treated. You know, how you want to be treated, treat others. Or at least, you know, try to behave yourself. You know, your grandmother's laughing, by the way. Yeah, Joe's still laughing about the mail. Yeah, she got it in the mail and dollar signs and he was laughing. I go, what the hell does that mean? Is this like- Maybe maybe he's feeling also into hopefully finances shifting as well. You know, maybe- well, They are for you, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, because trying to combine comedy and spirituality for the last decade has been interesting and I've backed away and then I've come closer and I've just tried to really surrender into whatever I'm meant for, whatever is for me. Let me gravitate towards that and not fight for something that isn't me, you know? So I'm hoping... <laughs> But it's good, though, so you could get your message there and people have fun. You know, you line them up and you do because your intention is well-meaning, you know, and if you can do a little spirituality on it or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's it's funny. And if you can poke fun at yourself, too, that's one thing we've kind of lost sight of. We're a little too right. sensitive. We need to get a little bit more, you know, bad hair day. We all have them, you know. Yeah, we're um, all humans trying to figure this out. And I love that question. You know, what does God want from us? And love is always the answer and connectedness. And I know, you know, we're raised in that rat race kind of mentality, dog eat dog, and it's just not the way it's not helping us. We need to reconnect. And the messages I've been getting for the last month, month and a half has been, we're all pieces of the puzzle. Yes. So when you isolate and you forget that we lose our life force and our potential. And I've just been feeling like, Whatever we're meant to do, we, we're meant to do it together. You know, we're not as alone as it feels, as it can feel like some days. Yeah, it's the game of life, you know. It's like, how are you going to play your game, you know? So, you know, hunger games for some people. It's so true, though, you know. <laughs> Grandmother's funny, by the way. Tell me, I want to hear, yeah, tell me what she's saying, because I'm You so know, Mary curious. was a nun in a past life. That ought to be interesting. Wait, who was? Mary, your Aunt Mary. Oh. She's, Who's Kathy too? She's That's almost funny. a nun in this life, by the way. Really? Yes. Her heart. That's what I'm saying. She really is so dedicated to her faith. And wow. I won't share too much of her story because she might be like, <laughs> but I said my Aunt Mary is rare. She's just really dedicated to love and life and oh. Christ more than most and she lives like a nun i mean true so i believe that she would be a nun in a past life but she's kind of a nun for real in this life and she was an active nurse within that so she's just I i'm gonna call her for she's sure insanely are you close to a david or a david 
Wait, so who'd you say French. before that? You said even someone before that that I forgot. Frank. She was talking about a French. She's kind of talking. Frank is an interesting one because Frank is what I named my inner monster. Oh, that's what she said because she kept pointing to him. Like, what is and that? I've been own? thinking about him because I was teaching the other day, and one of my <laughs> students, she goes, "I I see things. I my being Frank is right here right now, Frank." And I I didn't tell her. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm not saying anything really because I'm not going to stamp approval, not stamp approval. I'm just witnessing. But in my head, I was like, because I've named my inner monster Frank for a long time. So I was like, why does, and then my, I had an orange cat, Frankie. I miss Frankie so much. So, um, yeah, Frank's an interesting, whatever Frank really represents, I'm still figuring it out, but I know like I have an inner Frank and I've been trying to work. Like how much do I let my shadow self? <laughs> Your grandmother says you've How much of Frank do I want to embody is often my question. So it's interesting. Yeah. She said being... Frank and I go, who's Frank. And then I was looking at Joe. I'm like, what is it? Your uncle. That's why I thought that, but it's actually you know, and she said, Frank, Frank, she says, you've overcome him. Just put a heart around Frank. I'd write his name down, put a heart over it. Then, you know, do it on the night of the new moon, the day after the full moon, then burn it in your, um, your, on your candle. We'll let that inner monster go. Frankly speaking. That's funny. You name Frank. I've never heard that. That's actually funny. Don't tell your doctor that one. <laughs> and then like, oh, guess what, Kate? Take this magic pill, you know, go see doctor. Oh, they've tried to medicate me many times. Trust me. No. <laughs> <laughs> just take your hormones eat chocolate I had one doctor who just it. threw yeah and I'm not anti-medication to each oh, his own you know but in my case I felt like it was getting thrown because I just thought it was too weird and didn't want to actually hear what I was saying from a deeper level but yeah Frank that's interesting Frank has a heart so I'm going to take that as um I'm working with my shadow side appropriately because I don't want to act out because I also feel that we all have superpowers, right? Psychic abilities, superpowers, different things. Everybody has a thing. Yeah. And I don't want to act out on my abilities truly in a negative <laughs> way. So maybe Frank's here, my inner beast. And it's like, he's tamed. He's okay. Because it's also, I don't want, like we were saying, I don't want any beef. <laughs> you know? Like, beef, period. <laughs> I want to feel protected and I, I have proper defenses. So no one messes with me, but I truly don't want to enter any space that doesn't feel good at this point in my life. I get nothing from negative confrontation. I hate it. Well, it's just a waste of energy, but here's what you can do. Yes. And this is a little tip for everybody. So if you have an inner Frank, maybe you're having a day, you don't have confidence. Maybe you're upset. Maybe something's, you know, and sometimes what we think about is bigger than what it really is. And we can solve 90% of the problems. Maybe it's not comfortable, but we can do it. But visualize Frank is like, I tell people like the Musinex ad, that advertisement. And you take that little, whatever thing that is, that little bean that's supposed to be, you know, whatever, your sinus, and then put Frank either on a shelf or in a garbage. And say to yourself, I can always take Frank off the shelf or in, you know, if he's in the garbage, you know, and just let your inner Frank be there. I'll come to you when I want. And meanwhile, you're on the shelf and you're going to zip it. And just use that as a way to get rid of, you know, if you're having those issues of, you know, lack of confidence or, you know, whatever, something's bothering you and then focus on, all right, what can I do to solve it? Is this going to get me closer to where I want to go or is this going to pull me back, you know? <laughs> and if Frank's acting up, put him on the shelf. 
Elf on the shelf, it'll be Frank sitting next to him. Frank has every weapon. Frank can get crazy, you know? So I really, as you heard in the <laughs> astral realm even. So I really try my best, you know, to keep Frank as tame as possible. <laughs> Unless someone needs to meet Frank, then I can bring Frank. You're at grandma's laugh face. <laughs> he knows. Because I think when you go through tough times and you have certain emotions that you consider negative going on, I know as a younger child and even up to like eight years ago, I was really scared of my anger and I had it and I'm fiery and I've been fiery, but I didn't really know how to activate it properly and from a place right. where it wasn't causing harm. And I, you know, that's why I said before we started, I said, I'm much more careful about what I say on my podcast because Frank sometimes accidentally took over at times. And <laughs> I didn't even know how passive aggressive I was being sometimes. Like if someone pissed me off, I didn't even, I wasn't fully conscious that I go podcast and maybe <laughs> say something, you know, like, and now I'm just like, okay, I misused some some powers then so I'm glad she's laughing because she knows I mean no harm <laughs> we all have the inner Frank at least you're acknowledging it Listen, it's all learning just hopefully we could you know okay reassess that situation what can I do to you know the next time this comes up how am I going to handle it if it looks like a duck walks like a duck if it looks like a Frank walks like a Frank you know it's all about navigating through life you know it's like the game of life but Graham says you're doing an outstanding job okay yeah. And she's extremely excited and proud of you. Thank yeah. you, Grammy, because it is hard in this earth realm, I will tell you. Well, yeah, that's why I think, you know, asking ourselves, am I getting closer to where I need to be? You know, am I being distracted? Because it's very just, you know, we're all distracted. You've got your technologies, you know, we're all on our phone now. There's a lot of distractions, you know, so sometimes it's wise to maybe say, you know, every Saturday for four hours, I'm not going to answer my phone or whatever. You know, I'm not going to watch TV. I'm going to listen to Audible. I'm going to do something that's going to enrich my brain instead of the same stuff you see all the time on TV, which is really negative Nelly stuff. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I try. I try to protect myself from certain things. I don't watch any horror movies because those spirits come oh, right no. to my room. Yeah. I don't like to see anything, you know, with animals. I don't like to see, you know, violence. I mean, that's just not something I tolerate well. I just don't like to see it, but um, comedy without a doubt that's you you know something crazy off the wall you know surreal it's just sometimes batshit funny comedy works you know I mean yeah you know, but it makes you happy you know laughing but Graham loves she goes don't worry about Frank you've got him under control okay yeah good to hear I've been working on it hilarious thanks to my Grammy and thank you so much for coming on you're oh. amazing I have been feeling into your energy for years through through the internet. <laughs> and I'm just so glad to finally connect with you. And I'm so happy you took the time to come on the podcast. Okay, thank you. I had a wonderful time. We'll do this again. <laughs> yes, please. And where can people find you on Instagram, anywhere? Website? Oh, sure. Karen Reese, but I spell my, my parents were not hooked on phonics. It's K-A-R-Y-N. And it's Reese with three E's, R-E-E-C-E. That's the website or Karen Reese at Instagram um, and Facebook. So there might be a few imposters. If you go on my live Instagram, you might get a hit, you know, that is. But Karen Reese, K-A-R-Y-N-R-E-E-C-E -E -E at Instagram or dot com.
So, but thank you for having me. And I love Graham and Joe's still busting your chops. And don't worry about Frank, she said. They're like on each side. That's hilarious. And yeah, and I, I do interact with them both a lot, you know, so it's good to know that you're seeing them clearly. And I'll talk to you more about the Dave. I know who the Dave is now. It, okay. It's interesting. I didn't expect him to come through. And that's what I find interesting a lot is that some spirits come through that you've almost forgotten about for some reason, but you need, like you, you cut off a part of yourself almost. And they're reminding you, hey, you yeah. need to remember me and how I, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. And thanks again, Karen. Bye. Thank you.